welcome to another episode of All Consuming Podcast. Before we get going, we wanted to give a shout out to our awesome patrons. We have a few changes going on in the works for Patreon, some new content stuff we're working on, new episodes, and I just ordered a ton of all-consuming podcast stickers. Yeah. And we'll be mailing those out to our all the current patrons and every future patron. You'll, we're going to mail you a sticker. Unless you really don't want one, then we won't send it to you. <laughs> so yeah, we love you guys. We appreciate you all for supporting us and buying us so much coffee and giving us the motivation to keep going. That's right. And uh, shout out to some of our patrons, Adam Briggs, uh, Trey Christmas, Arun Peter, and Heavy Metal Prophet. All right. So... Here's our episode. Well, hi, Tyler. Long time no see. That's right. It's been probably a month from today since we last recorded our last episode. Yeah, man. It's been it's been a minute. How's life for you, man? To like, how you holding up? Well, uh, so what's really cool about this past month is we had that random week of like 80 degree weather. You yeah. know, it was like 50 degrees, 50 degrees, and then it's like 80, 80, 80, 80. And it got hot really fast. Um, but during that week, uh, one of my buddies scored some free tickets to a race, uh, like at State Line Racing Speedway. Oh, you know? yeah. Like, okay, car racing. Yeah, yeah. yeah and so yeah. it's like sprint racing and freedom modified racing. And there's like kids there, like uh, like nine-year-olds racing cars. Like nine to 12-year-olds is their own what? racing bracket. That's not it's legal, nuts. Dude. Yeah, it is. It's like... The cars are like probably 50% the size of an actual car. And I think their motor is actually a motorcycle engine. And they can only hit like 65 miles an hour. But it was really cool. I took my son to it and my buddy took his son. And we just kind of hung out with loud cars and even louder fans. And, uh, you know, felt very red. Nine-year-olds racing cars. Dude, it's crazy. Is it a spectator that, that's sport? Just, that's just that one In Idaho. bracket. It's state lined, so technically, yeah, I think technically it is. That's in the Idaho. only thing that makes sense about this that it's in Idaho. <laughs> they <laughs> oh do it everywhere. Gosh. They do it everywhere. But okay. so there's that's one of the racing brackets that you get to see. You know, sure. the big one Little is like kids the, that... the sprint racing, which yeah. is like legit cars and racers. And but anyway, that's not my point of the story. Oh, sorry. Although a kid did wreck, and that was like stressful. <laughs> Seeing a little kid drive into a wall. Stressful. Yeah. They, they're six years away from their license, seven years away from their license. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And, like, you know, an ambulance, they're, like, required to take them away. But the kid walked out of the car. and But I don't know what happened. Like, he just turned right instead of left, <laughs> went straight into the wall. But oh, And everyone's goodness. like, oh. And my son's like, of course, playing with the railing on the walkway or something and not paying attention. He's like, oh, what happened? What happened? I'm like, if you were paying attention. But... <laughs> He's just playing with all the other kids. Yeah. Anyway, my point is, there's a really cool thing that happened, and uncool, but right before the races start, you know, they have everyone stand and take off your hats and do the national anthem, right? Which yeah. is what you do at racetracks. Okay. At any sporting event, really. I have no idea where you're going with this, so I'm excited. So, okay, they have everyone stand, and I, like, tell my son, like, stand up, we're going to do the national anthem, and... yeah, We're, like, waiting, and probably two minutes walk by. Go, well, go, two minutes go by. And the guy says, please hold. <laughs> like, we're having technical difficulties. And I'm like, what is happening? And then you like, you hear like a microphone get turned on. And it sounds uh -huh. like a dude's running. <laughs> and he just starts singing. And it's like, the dude's out of breath. And he, you know, starts off the song and he 
restarts the song again. And it's oh, like, gosh. what is happening? And then he got to, a, you know, maybe three verses in. I don't really remember. I can't, I don't want to sing the words. But, and he just paused. So the whole crowd just took over. And we oh, all okay, sang, cool. we all sang it together, like over this guy who obviously forgot the words. And then like, you know, when it was all done, like the announcer was like, thank you, everyone. You did a great job. Our, the person supposed to do the national anthem didn't show up. Oh. And they got the guy at the gate who sings to come up into the booth and do it. But he put in his mic or his earpiece to hear himself and he couldn't hear himself. So he thought no one heard him. So he started over. Yeah. So he started over and they're like, uh. just go, just go. And then he got to a part and he's like, you know, oh, I don't remember the words where like, you know, he ran up there to do this. He's just like the ticket guy at the gate, <laughs> you know. Super unorganized, but it was really awesome seeing, like, having the crowd take over and finish the national anthem. That like sounds, that. not the crowd singing, but, like, that guy's situation sounds like one of my absolute worst nightmares. <laughs> right? Like, you find yourself, like, having like, to hey, sing a song you weren't you prepared the national for. Anthem? Yeah, I can do that. Come on! Let's go! Let's go! You got two minutes! <laughs> and then you forget everything, and it's over. Oh, the worst man, part is they, like, scary. said the dude's name. <laughs> Ooh. Like I don't know that guy, but and I don't even remember the name. But, but. it's a th- at least he tried. At least he tried. Yeah, dude. Yeah, at that point, tried. you just pledge allegiance to the freaking flag, right? Like yeah. you just you don't need to do the. Oh, I guess if you said national anthem's gonna happen. Yep. You do national anthem. Yep. Hum it. No, you gotta mm-hmm. sing it. You gotta mm-hmm. say it. You gotta say it. Mm-hmm. You just gotta start it. The whole crowd. I mean, we all took over. It was awesome. It was a really cool, like experience from the crowd perspective because it's like yeah it's an embarrassment to our country singing the national anthem like that and forgetting the words and stumbling. And it's like, we all like put our foot down and like finished it for him. Like we got this. Like, anyway, it was a cool cool (laughs) My, my daughter recently had a birthday and, uh, we asked her what she wanted for her birthday. Just like what you do. And she's like, I want an American flag so I can pledge allegiance to the flag at home. (laughs) And I was like, what are they teaching you at school? Dope. You're being indoctrinated. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's funny though. I was like, oh, okay, that's cool. You that's know, very whatever. patriotic. Very patriotic of her. Um, yeah. So I was like, yeah, we'll go to the dollar store and get you a little flag or something. You know, like whatever. She wants a stuffed Uncle Sam. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So I'm raising, I guess I'm raising a patriotic daughter. So there's that. Sweet. But yeah, that's funny, dude. That's cool. Yeah. Anything else? Well, on your daughter's birthday, I went to that Disciple concert. Oh, yeah. Which was, was like that? last s- Sunday, like like a few days ago. But uh, it was awesome. They're yeah, not was, like, they're not grandpas yet? No, they're basically, I mean, what, the singer's, I think he's about to hit 50. Dang. He's got a 14-year-old daughter and then two other kids. I only know that because he mentioned her a few times, but. It's pretty cool. It was like at a church. Um, I, I I have a weird relationship with the church, kind of. Uh, I've never gone there, and I don't know any of the people, but after I grew up and moved out of my parents' house, my parents' church got a new youth pastor. Yeah. And he is the current pastor of that church. Oh. And big fan of, like, Christian rock and stuff. So I've seen a ton of bands at that church. Like, I've seen Wolves at the Gate... Relentless Flood, Paradise Now, Spoken, Seventh Day Slumber, and Disciple like three times. Yeah. Um, 
so it's it's a pretty it's a pretty cool venue kind of place you know it's a church with pews it's got a balcony probably fit 300 people but there's probably i don't know 200 people there 150 people there pretty good turnout for just disciple right there's no other bands it's just them no one else came but and it was like two and a half hours dang yeah but in the so like in the middle you know there's like a 30 45 minute sermon that kevin young does uh kind of give the band a time to rest and give his voice a time to rest with screaming but yeah i mean it was really cool I almost awesome. didn't go, but uh, my dad texted me like 10 minutes till it started. And my, my son had a bad ear infection. It was just a rough day with the kids, and I didn't want to just ditch Jen. Yeah. And But, you know, like I was getting the kids, uh, getting them to get ready for bed, you know, clean up toys, that kind of stuff. My dad texted me like, hey, I'm at this concert in Spokane. Are you going to be here? I'm like, what? Why didn't you text me like a day ago or a week ago where it's like 10 minutes and my dad's in town? Yeah. Uh, so I was like, yeah, I'll be there. And so I showed up like 10 minutes late. Um, saw some guys from Discord on there, out there. Um, Sweet, dude. That's awesome. Yeah. Yeah, it was pretty cool. Ran into like a kid that I went to youth group with. His name's Jesse. And I have no idea if he even listens to our podcast. But he might. He was there. And like his dad and my dad are really good friends. And I haven't seen him since, like, before I was married. Wow. So, and then, so I talked with him after. And, of course, I talked with him too long. And one of the guys on Discord left. And I didn't get to go say hi to him. And I mm. failed. I didn't get a picture with anybody. Dude. Like. That's what you have to do. Like, I when know. We went it to was so King, unorganized. We yeah. made sure. It's because you we were got... there. You're, like, that's the true. guy that's, that's like, true. we need Let's to remember it. this. Let's do it. Yeah, that's a good point. Yeah, you know, that's cool. So, Disciple, I mean, I know you're a huge fan, but I just haven't, like, I, mean, I think I've seen them. I think I saw them once with you, and then we ran to them at Sherry's afterwards. Oh, yeah, them we saw them Mike. with Red and Brian Head Welch. Yeah, and so that was kind of cool, and, and they're yeah, good. cool. They're good. It's a, it's definitely different genre than what I listen to. Yeah. I, I just recently discovered uh, Disciple AD. and, Ex- and uh, Disciple AD. ADX, yeah, 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 yeah. like straight uh, edge band, yeah, they're yeah, cool. hardcore stuff. And I yeah. was like, oh, is this? Just, it's not the same band, but no, uh, no, those no. guys rock too. Yeah, yeah. old disciples really cool because it's like kind of thrashy and verging on new metal. Yeah, uh, and then you know they got different record deal and different band, and their sound totally changed. And now it's like I only like a handful from every album, but seeing them live, you know, they always play like their most popular songs, which you know, Dear X you know oh yeah yeah a I lot know of that songs one. yeah I a know lot that of songs one, that i'm just like cool <laughs> but man they put on such a good show and it's like they do these things at the end of songs or in between songs of like these insane breakdowns and it's so heavy and there's crazy really? guitar stuff and i'm like put that on a song <laughs> like and yeah. i leaned over to my dad and his friend and i'm like if only they would put this in a song if and this was a legit piece like this is what I like, like right there, what they're doing. But you know, having like a guitar solo off against the two guitarists, like, dude, like that's so cool. The crazy drum breakdown thing that they did. Yeah. Why well, we put that in? Put that bridge in a song. But whatever. <laughs> that's cool. So two and a half hours. That's long. I mean, Taylor Swift's concert, I guess, is three hours. So it's not quite mm. Taylor Swift, but no, um, yeah, they which don't. I can't wait for. So I'm pretty excited. Who's got Who's got more albums? Taylor Swift know. or Disciple? 
I have no idea how many albums Disciple has. Ah, uh, probably more than ten. So I got this like um, Taylor Swift shirt to wear to her concert when I'm going. No big deal. I'm going to her concert in Seattle uh, with my wife. Dropped you know four hundred dollars a pop per you mean ticket. Your wife is going with you. I get it. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> dude, th- this is wild though, right? They are there's so many women going to these because Taylor Swift, you know, right. that they're turning the men's restrooms into women's restrooms at these huge stadiums, <laughs> right? Because there's so many women. <laughs> yeah, and so like they they leave some for men, but some you know they have literally like sign changes like over the men's mm-hmm. restroom. It's women's now. Don't go in there. What do they do with um, the urinals? I think they're for use. I don't know. I don't know how it all works. <laughs> if you can make it know. happen, <laughs> it, whatever you know, I'm not. I'm not going to be in there. But you know, like it's it's supposed to be wild, okay? So I'm going. I got this sweet like shirt from Etsy. That's a Taylor Swift like metal shirt, and it says Taylor Swift in like a typical metal crazy logo. Oh, and like, it's, like a deathcore full- logo thing. Yeah, all scratchy, and that's awesome. <laughs> and it says folklore, um, which is one of her albums, my favorite actually. Um, so I'm gonna go. You know, I'm pretty excited about that. But my wife told me her set list is legit, like three hours long. So I, I mean, like that's crazy, right? I I couldn't make it, <laughs> <laughs> like straight. And so I'm going to stand the merch line for her. I'm going to get her refreshments. And just explore, just kind of explore the stadium. This is a cool. Walk stadium. around. It's cool. It's cool. <laughs> What's back here? <laughs> um, yeah, so I'm, I'm pretty excited, but um, that's crazy. Yeah, so two and a half hours though for one band disciple. That's pretty. It's pretty impressive, with a nice little sermon. Yep. See, I feel like if I wear that shirt, you know, when you see somebody with like a metal shirt mm-hmm. or like a deathcore metalcore, and like in that scene, you make sure to say, like, dude, nice shirt. Do you ever do that in public? If I recognize the Dude, band. This just yeah. happened to me last weekend. We were walking at the park, our like popular park here on the river, and uh we were walking this one guy walking his dog had an August Burns red shirt. Oh, you have to and it was something. like and it was like the PBR August Burns oh, red one, shirt, yeah. you mm-hmm. know. And so I saw him coming from a mile away. I recognized that shirt right away. <laughs> and the whole time I'm like, what am I gonna say? How am I gonna approach this? You know, like <laughs> Do you think? He, what do you think he is? He really a fan, or do you, you just should like have just PBR? pointed at him the whole way until you you got close to him? <laughs> and so we like got close, and it was like that moment of like he's he's possibly too far away now. And <laughs> I turned and I said, "Nice shirt, man." He's like, "Oh, thanks," you know. And he was like pretty stoked that I um, recognized it, you know. Yeah. So I think I did all the time. The dude in the movie theater line with the close your eyes tattoo on his calf, dude. That's the sickest calf tattoo I've ever seen in my life, you know. Mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. I make sure to do that because I think there, you know, there's not a ton of us out there, right? Yeah, I, I do it up here at uh, Green Bluff. It's like a a bunch a place where a bunch of farms are, and they do a bunch of sales, especially like yeah, you know, in the fall they have like every, all of them are selling pumpkins and apples and right. There's a dude wearing that American metalcore fit for a king shirt. Oh yeah, there's like a I sweatshirt. Have that shirt. Love it. Yeah, and I like walked by him in line. He's in line for like, you know pumpkin donuts and i'm on my way to get in line for you know something else but i was like dude sick shirt and i was wearing i think i was wearing my august burns red constellation shirt and he's like you yeah. too brother you know and then my one of my friends is like you know that guy i'm like no no you know don't know him but we do because we like yeah. the same music yep it's like it's a brotherhood and a sisterhood i guess whatever but like 
It definitely, I make sure to always say something. And every time I think it's reciprocated, it's never like, oh yeah. You know, people aren't like shy about it. Cause I think nobody recognizes it or very few yeah, people. Yeah. They'll be like, oh, I'm wearing that shirt today. Oh yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That, but is, that's basically your wardrobe, right? Like mine, I see you with a lot of, ba- you have a lot of band shirts. Well, that's all I care to wear, but yeah, I do have, <laughs> I do have a lot of monocolored shirts. Yeah. And I have like polos and stuff. Did I ever tell you about the time when I was in Vegas and I had the Plead the Widow's Cost shirt on? No. So (laughs) so I was in Vegas last summer and like... uh, What Plead shirt is it? it, It's the one, it just says like, says Plead the Widow's Cost, has like green, white lettering. Oh, Maybe like they're out. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, I was wearing it and we're at the Cosmopolitan. We're going to dinner. I was waiting for my wife outside the restroom and... uh, this one guy comes up to me. He's like, hey, 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 yo, that is a sick shirt. Like, what store is that? And I was, like, looking around, like, what am I wearing that's, like, a brand of a store? Right? Like, yeah, what? Yeah. And It's, a, it's like, oh. a Levi, actually. I was like, it's a band. It's a band. Plead the Widow's Cause. He's like, a band? And I was like, yeah. He's like, oh, like, what type of music? I'm like, oh. like. I don't know, hard, post-hardcore, like <laughs> rock, rock. Screamo? You know, like, yeah, like rock. He's like, oh, cool, man, cool, cool. And it was like the most awkward conversation. So he like sought me out for my shirt, but it wasn't like in the same way that I see out other people. You he thought know? it was some clothing company or something? He thought it was like some clothing company, yeah. Huh. So, I mean, I think that's a compliment to plead the widow's cause, but yeah. he was so confused. And so was I. I'm confused. <laughs> Still. Okay, dude, why are we here? We're not here just to keep talking. Oh, that's right. Sort of. That's right. That's right. So let's talk about what we're here to talk about. Uh, so Tyler mm-hmm. and I picked to talk about Haste the Day, Attack of the Wolf King. And I think it, it was my suggestion. Uh, it was. But for about how long have we been doing this? Three years. Whoa. We're on our third year, so not yeah. quite three. Two plus years. Uh, we've been wanting to like redo our first episode or like revisit Haste the Day because uh, right. we have a little bit more. Um, we we know what we're talking about now. <laughs> we got experience, dude. <laughs> yeah, and uh, yeah, we didn't give them the due diligence, right? They didn't get the mm-hmm. attention that they deserved. Right, we took on their entire discography, and right? it was unplanned. It was just from Burning like... Bridges to at the time Attack of the Wolf King. Uh, and Coward was out too, but but we just didn't we pretended talk about it, it didn't happen. Yeah, <laughs> which is not good because there's some cool stuff on there. Anyway, yeah, sorry. I chose this one uh, because Furnace Fest is coming up soon, including yeah. like their local shows that they're doing that one weekend. Which I wished I lived near there. I'd be there every night. Yeah, because every night it's like a different you know starting or supporting artist. Uh, yeah, so the whole thing is that Furnace Fest, it's going to be the lineup that did Attack of the Wolf King. So, yeah. you know, probably going to hear a lot of those songs. Um, and I was just like, dude, we should listen to this and talk about this. And I don't know, go back 13 years when it came out. 13 so, years. That's yeah. so crazy to think about. Because um, I still remember, Gary, like, we jammed yeah. this so hard. Yes. When it came out, we jammed it so much. And we're like, this is the best thing ever created. And, I mean, it still holds up today. I think it still definitely holds up. Yeah, I think it's still, like, a top 
metalcore album. Absolutely. So, shall I get into some facts about this? I know you're loaded with facts. Let's go. I know. You'll love it, right? I do. So this is the fifth studio album by these fellas, right? It came right. out in on June 29th, 2010, just a few months before I was married, which blows my mind because I'm like, this is a really old song, <laughs> a really old album. Like, It's how long you've been married, dude. Yeah. I yeah. remember that too. Like, obviously. <laughs> <laughs> so the lineup, right? This will be the lineup that we see at Furnace Fest or I see. I will be there. And I am beyond stoked to see and hear all of this. And I will try to record it for you, Tyler. But Dude, I'm so jealous. I'm so no, jealous. No not only for Haste Today, but like literally like my favorite bands that I'm listening to right now are all there. But anyways, continue. Sorry. You know, if you throw enough money at it, you could go too. Dude, I can't. If you shed your responsibilities and commitments. <laughs> <laughs> if you give up on everything you built your life on. <laughs> <laughs> you can make it. Anyway, lineup. <clears throat> so Stephen Keach vocals, right? It's the he's the second singer in Haste Today. Uh, another thing I want to say before I really jump into this, in my opinion, oh I think Haste Today has two peaks oh, yeah. of excellence. Yes, and there's yes. Jimmy Ryan with Burning Bridges. I think Burning Bridges is the best out of the two that he was on. I don't know about, I don't know if I really believe that, but so, and then it kind of, I don't want to say it gets worse or goes downhill in quality, but from what I like, it it goes down and slowly gets better until Attack of the Wolf King came out. And then like that was peak Stephen Keach. Yeah. And so I feel like it, you know, that haste the day versus haste the day DVD, you know, it was like the best of Jimmy Ryan versus the best of Stephen Keach. And I thought like Attack of the Wolf King is the best part of that and you know yeah haste the day has gone through so many different members yes it's like a different band every album and i think that's why a lot of people like them so much is because every album is so different right it's it's the opposite of august burns red yeah right yeah every single album years it's yeah yeah. every single album is so different because there's new influences yep burning bridges to attack the wolf king you wouldn't by listening be like that's the same band there's no way right and it is it still is there's at least there's one member that's been there from through the whole thing but right so um anyway lineup Stephen keach right lead vocals he's currently the bassist of as cities burn that's pretty cool uh michael murphy does bass guitars and vocals dave crystal is new on this album new to the band as lead guitarist um, and Mike Murphy is the one who's been there from the beginning. Right. He's been there the whole time. Uh, Scott Whelan is also new to the band on this album. Uh, and he did rhythm guitars and vocals. And he used to be in Phineas. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Before. Like when this came out. Yeah. When this came out, uh, The God Machine, Phineas's first studio album, was not released. So Phineas wasn't even on my radar when this came out. Right. But... uh. And then the last member, Jessipe, uh I can't say his last name. Jessipe Capalupo. Nailed it. He goes by Gypsy. He is currently the drummer in the Devil Wears Prada. That's right, yeah. He's been the drummer since Transit Blues. So some 
awesome drumming skills going there, but he's also new to the band for this album. Right. So it's like five members, three of them are new. So, and it's like the percussions and guitars. So it's like the biggest sound, you know, change. Uh, But yeah, that's pretty much my facts. I will say that this is also a concept album. I feel like we have a theme this year, Tyler, is like, yeah, we only do concept albums. According to Stephen Keach, it is a concept album. I don't think it's as in-depth or detailed as Meadows. It's not as story-driven. It's more like a theme. Yeah, right? it's more thematic. The, thematically the same album. Yeah, and so the, the concept is it's a herd of sheep being protected by lions, or lion in three parts, by, uh, from a pack of bloodthirsty wolves, or the wolf king and his army, really. Yep. So, you got any facts? You, you, I mean, one of these days you can have facts, dude. I'm not the fact guy. That's you. I'm I'm the story guy. I'm the, you know, I'm more of the hype man. I'm like, that's right, Gary. You know what you're doing, man. Yeah. I Bring I it find on. the fact more. stuff like super interesting. I love yeah the lineup and hearing where band band members came from and what right. they're doing now. And I mean, I went on a deep dive on like what Stephen Keach has been up to for the past ten years. Like he's got a, his own studio and recorded a bunch of music from like ccm artists and stuff like yeah. brandon heath and like oh. you know like he's just done a lot of stuff that i'm like oh his hands are on that and i listen to that yeah. you know it's what just... i really loved was the labeled podcast with both jimmy ryan and then stephen keach yeah that was cool. like i thought that was so well done and it was cool to kind of like see the different pieces of of haste today and who they were um i think for me like i've always been like Jimmy Ryan Hayes Today is my favorite Hayes Today. Like, mm-hmm. that's been my fact forever, right? And I still kind of hold to that. But I also really, really, really like Stephen Ke- Keach Hayes Today. Yeah. Right? There's, it is like know, two bands, yeah. It is. It is like two bands. And it's like, it's so hard to, like, separate them. But I think you kind of have to. Yeah. Right? I think with Jimmy Ryan's Hayes Today... It's more of like a, a raw, old-school metalcore, early metalcore sound. Very, In fact, yes. I think if it came out today, it wouldn't even be called metalcore. It'd probably be called, like, hardcore, something yeah, like that. I don't know. It, it flirts with that for sure, right? Especially Burning Bridges. Um, too much too much singing still for hardcore. but uh, Yeah, true, true, true. And, you know, breakdown things. And, right. But, uh, and I think, I think with this album, it's like... This album's sound has been metalcore for the past 10 years. Yes, absolutely. Like, everyone's like, oh, that's just metalcore. Well, that what I think when they say that is Attack of the Wolf King. Like, to me, a similar album to this in, like, style is, like, Phineas's... 100%. New, their new one. Into the fire. No, into the... The fire itself. The fire itself. Whew. Yeah. Uh, for sure. And I think for me too, like that's when it clicked. Like I, I've always had a trouble and you know, everyone knows this trouble, like getting into Phineas, you know, mm-hmm. and it finally clicked when I was like, dude, it's attack of the wolf king. Like yeah. it is that like it's metalcore. It's, it's what you got to look at. And I mean, I don't know if this album necessarily like influenced that sound, but it feels like it was the beginning of that sound that we still hear today. Yeah. I agree. You know, the sad part is, before we start jumping into the tracks, we're almost there, people. 
Uh, man, so doing some research and like reading about this album and how it was received and all that, like, I don't know. People, the reviews sucked. Like, the secular yeah. world bashed it for obvious reasons, and then even the Christian world, like the reviews, even even though they were good, they'll be like, oh, four out of five stars, four and a half out of five stars. Yeah. There's like backhanded comments and like compliments that are just dumb. And like what? Do you remember? Yeah, like, so the obvious is, you know, them being a Christian band and having cliche lyrics about God and stuff. Even though uh, if you weren't a Christian, you listen to the song, you wouldn't have that except for the last song, maybe. Yeah, um, maybe. But the biggest thing that I saw on, like, you know, I won't say names, but basically that they're, re- you know, they're releasing another metalcore album with another lineup change. They didn't push any boundaries in a dying genre. From 13 years ago. Yeah. <laughs> like, I'm sorry, Metalcore's still around. And I know, like, people dump on it all the time and say it sucks and it's dying and it's not good. It's still really popular. Yes. Like, and I'm a, I'm a dumper of sorts on Metalcore sometimes. But I think there's something to be said of, like, especially this era, like, it, it's not dead. Right? There's still a lot of great Metalcore coming out even secular stuff that's super popular. You know, I think there's a lot of push towards hardcore right now, but like it's still there and people mm-hmm. still eat it up. Yeah. I mean, wage war and like Memphis may fires, yes. like their new albums huge. are like huge. I mean, wage war just went on tour with slipknot. Right. Like, as the number two, like that's impressive, big, right? Like, yeah. And yeah, all of their numbers are gigantic. And Fit for a King has done it for so long too. You know, yeah, it's it's, yeah. it's it's still there, and, it, and I get it's it. still I think, huge. I think the listeners like you and I, our, our age, it's just kind of like we've heard it. It's right. metalcore. Oh, they did a cool version. That's a little different. You know, it's getting cleaned up. It's getting more popular. There's more electronic pieces getting put in, and it's just like every album released is just a hair different. But the thing is, like, to younger people who've never really heard Metalcore, they're like, dude, that new Fit for a King album is amazing. It blows my mind. Yeah. And I'm like, I've heard every song on that already before it came out. <laughs> yeah. We're the old folks. Yeah. We know about this. We've I, heard I, it back it's just in people our age get nitpicky. Yeah. And, but I think Metalcore, even, even in 2010, they said it was a dying genre. People say it's a dying genre now. I think it's, it's going to stick around for forever yeah at least in some form you know it might mold and shape a little differently but it's going to be there or be called something else like it will be metalcore called metalcore but it's like nah that's not real metalcore dude and to us like and i try to like explain this to people like to me everything was metalcore back in the day it's like oh it's metalcore like if it's screaming it's metalcore (laughs) right like don't call it screamo it's metalcore emery metalcore It's right. true. We did do that. Yeah. We were just like, it has to be, it's metalcore. Impending doom, metalcore. <laughs> you yeah. know, or whatever. So it's, it's, it's interesting. These genre, like kind of has to be this, has to be that when I don't know if it has to. Yeah. I'm not a fan of the labels, but. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. 
to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. So, with our rabbit trails out of the way, now that we're 30 minutes in, are you ready to talk about the songs we picked? Let's do it. So, the first song we picked is the first song of the album, Wake Up the Sun. love this song so much me too uh i remember when it came out like that intro riff just <laughs> amazing yeah and the local radio station here called 94 and a half they <laughs> played that this intro yes. when they're talking and i'm like dude this station's gonna be awesome what are they gonna play and like you know as soon as they're done talking you know playing nothing but rock and then like shine shine down 45 comes on you know like (laughs) yeah five finger death punch comes on yes stuff like that and it's like dude you guys are using this amazing Mm -hmm. haste the day riff i'm like did they steal this did they pay for this they had to i'm totally telling on them but anyway i i I heard that everywhere i went like um but yeah amazing intro and Lyrically, you know, most songs on this album I never really dug into lyrically. I'm not 100% sure what it's about. I know it's about knowing about the the Wolf King attacking and that it's yeah. about it's from the sheep's perspective saying like they're, you know, a group of one, you know, we are one, their hearts are empty. They're missing something. They try to run but they can't escape. Those kinds of things. And I think, so there's a theme that the name of this song kind of shows up. It's called Wake Up the Sun, right? And every song on this album talks about the sun being like safety and warmth and goodness. And night is obviously the opposite. And so the whole, a lot of this is like, how do we wake up the sun to bring safety? How do we bring the light so that we're not in the darkness kind of thing? Yeah. Um, And which, you know, the Wolf King and his people are in the darkness obviously right you know and it it to me like this whole album is like a play on the wolf and sheep's clothing type deal right oh yeah in a sense you know and this idea of like we're the sheep we need to be protected and i i just love throughout this whole album like when it's talking about like the god perspective in this story Mm -hmm. right the protectors it says we the whole time, like almost all yeah. the time, I think. Well, that's why right? I was like lions or lion yeah. in three persons. It's a trinity perspective is the way I look at it, right? Like yeah. 
Yeah. It is Father, Son, Holy Spirit. And so I, that's, I thought that was pretty cool. I like how it's like that perspective. And this is, it's, it's, it is, in a sense, allegorical, kind of like when we talked about um, uh, Becoming the Archetype. Yeah, yeah. Most recent album, we talked about that. There's this kind of um, story that is being told, but maybe not as in-depth. It's not like every song you have to listen to to know what's going on, but it's still being told. Um, this song, to me, intro, like you said, like if somebody asked me, like, okay, what's metalcore? Boom, play the song, starts off, that's it. Like You know what it is. Yeehaw. It's a yep. breakdown intro. Because they use the same thing at the end for the breakdown, kind of before mm-hmm. the other breakdown, if that makes <laughs> sense. <laughs> the and, breakdown before the breakdown, yeah. Yeah, it, this intro just rocks so hard. But for me, I think what is so definitive, haste the day, Attack of the Wolf King, is that clean-ish guitar, like notes that are being played, with screaming behind it for the verses. Yeah. You know, and we're going to get that in the next song, and we're going to get that throughout the entire album. It's that, like, def- that, to me, that's like a huge difference of artistic movement in this album compared to previous Haste Today albums. Yeah, and th- they do a good job, especially on this song, of like, with that, like, guitar that's just kind of singing along. Yes. You know, it's like, it's, the, it's just it's as loud tone. as the voice. It's like, dun, dun, yeah, I can't do it with my mouth, but, uh, I really like how it does that. Like, you know, it has this fast punchy riff that gets your attention. And then when the verse kind of comes in, it calms down and you have this guitar that's just kind of like walking along with the singer. Right. It's still moving and it's still going, but the tone it's it's not clean either. Like, I don't, I don't want it to sound like it's a clean guitar because it's not, but it's a different tone um, that I feel like is really haste the day. And it's hard hard to explain it. At least this album, um, because I don't hear it that often outside of this. Um, oh yeah, pretty much after this album, every band was like, "How heavy? How how yeah, far can we drop our guitars? Drop yeah. G, guys, let's do it." Yeah, I I just and I love when he screams when Steven screams, "We are one," and it kind of goes into that breakdown. It's just heavy. Like this, haste today can go heavy. They can go down. And like some of these songs, uh, White as Snow, My Name is Darkness, they go low. Like they go peaceful, you know, yeah. in some ways. Um, so it's not just like the typical, like to me, like not bashing as I lay dying, but like the typical metalcore band that just has to stay in this metalcore area. Right. Like, hey, today is super. You're saying they're I, dynamic. They, they're they very got dynamic. Range. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're, they got range for sure. Um, even Stephen Keach's vocal ability has more range than most people in the metalcore scene, right? Yeah. One thing I'll appreciate, this is about the album, not just this song, but is one of my issues with Stephen Keach with Pressure of the Hinges was like his clean singing on it was very whiny, yeah. you know, and like being really, really soft. And I feel like the clean singing on this one is more of like a rock, like yes. like a wolf's at the gate clean singing absolutely there's more rawness there it's not it's not like this like and i know in like 2007 or whatever when the pressure of the hinges came out yeah everyone was doing that everyone's like making bless the fall kind of you know girly singing vocals for choruses and me at the time was like skip you know i'm not (laughs) playing that that loud you know five words 
Dude, that song goes so you know. hard though. <laughs> Dude, I, I, I love it. I do. Press to the hinges is so good. Like, I know you said like this is peak for you, Stephen Keach, Attack the Wolf King, but like Press to the Hinges is right there for me. Like, some of my favorite Haste Today songs come off that album. I think that album is more I like it more for nostalgia's sake. I think if it was released today, I wouldn't like it as much as as much, yeah. As I, if Attack of the Wolf I don't think it aged as well. That's a good but point. But anyway, we were jumping way out of this. Back into this song. Yeah. Wake up the sun. Uh I do love the outro. So I, I like it when songs end the way they start and abruptly. Yeah. Cause like right when it ends, you know, it's the same chorus. You know, we're angry, right? And he's like, we're waking up the sun. Boom. Done. Song's yeah. over. And, like, when that's random on a playlist, man, it just stands out. And when it's done, you're like, I need to listen to Attack of the Wolf King because right. I'm not done. I need to hear What's more. Next? Rather, rather than, like, you know, the let's slowly turn down the song as we group shout the same chorus over and over. And, like, hey, it's quiet. <laughs> you know, it's like. Right. Because ending a that's, song, yeah. I can't imagine, is probably one of the hardest things to do <laughs> in not just starting right. a song, how but like, how do you do end it? this song? Yeah. And I think, I think that this is one of my favorite endings in a song is just ending yeah. it like that quickly, abruptly. Waking we up said what we need to say, move on. And, and it does transition well to the next song. So move on to the next one. Let's do it. All right. The next song we chose is dog like vultures. So that guitar tone that we were talking about and wake up the sun that like kind of calm down riff like starts this song mm-hmm. but there's also the chug guitar with it mm-hmm. and it's I, it's amazing it is yeah. we talked how great wake up the sun's intro is this is my favorite intro on the song of, of the whole album this is my favorite song on the album oh um this is for me and this doesn't happen that often for me. A first listen through, love it. Gotta have it. I need it. Hmm. You know, just favorite song right away. That's interesting because it's not even their heaviest. It's not. It didn't take mileage for me to like it. It was like, this is fire. That's surprising because, like, the chorus is kind of long and whiny. I it feel is. like for you, that's like a huge turnoff. But I, I was a different person also <laughs> back in 2010. So there's that. You know, yeah. you didn't have um, me guiding your mind with the right music. I get it. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> so I mean, dog like vultures is. So is this dog like vultures or is this dog like vultures? Like, 
What do you mean? I don't know. Like the play on words is like I don't understand if this is a dog that is like vultures. Yes. Or if it's dog like vultures. Vultures that are <laughs> snapping like the, dogs. The way I looked at it is this dog, this wolf king, wolves, right? That are like vultures ready to prey on okay, okay. almost dead. They see them sick and ready to pass away and they're wait just waiting, you know. Um Okay. And so the intro of the song is phenomenal. Lyrically, I I really, really enjoy the message here. Um, we got this whole idea of, like, we again. And there's just a lot of promises that are, are, are told, like, to protect you from this dog-like vultures. Yeah, it's uh, like, the song's like the arrival of the lion. Yeah, Lions. they're here, and nothing this wolf king does is going to harm you because i'm here we've been known to calm the storm just like in the bible right we've been known um to silence the ocean uh and no matter what like with with strength to spare you from their teeth right so when they have you in their grasp yeah you're gonna be safe because we're powerful it's a great promise and it's a heavy song it's not their heaviest you're right but like it's still heavy what do you think about it? I yeah, it's a great song. I love it, and uh, I I like the biblical references. You know, known to calm the storm, silence yeah. the ocean. You know, Jesus did that on a boat. You know, be still. And the ocean's like all right. Um, and you know, I really like I, I like the line where he says, uh, "Be assured that no fang will will breach your fleece." Like yeah. Uh, a lot of cool imagery. It's just like the lion showing up telling the, the sheep, like, we are here to protect you. We are your protectors. You know, but, that chorus slaps, though. I know that it's, like, whiny. Dude, but it's so good. Like, the idea that, like, these wolves, like, that we don't necessarily, like, see in our lives every day, right? The sin um, mm-hmm. that's going on. The things that are um, we have got a hold of that are getting a hold of us. Yeah, right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Throw back to the Meadows episode. Those <laughs> things, like God has been sent, right? Our shepherd has been sent to see that. Yeah. And he can save us from that. And he does. Yeah. Right? And that chorus just is like this this promise. We've been sent with eyes to see them and ears to hear their steps. Our hearts are softer than the sheep. Like it's whiny. Yeah. Sure. I, it's just it. like this like reverby, like high. Yeah. He's still screaming. It's not like that whiny, you know. I'm just right. He's he's wailing. It's yeah. It is yeah. Good. The song the song's a cool metal for. I mean metaphor. Um, <laughs> <laughs> See what you did there. It was actually a typo in my notes, and I went with it. <clears throat> metal for. Wow. <laughs> but That's uh, a new thing. Where's our historian? Our podcast historian. New word created. <laughs> a metal for. So my favorite part of the song is. I don't know, just past halfway through uh, when he's like, the the tone changes and he gets really angry and he says, yes. and their blood will spill like water. Yeah. And the drums from that point on mm. are just nuts. Yeah, like, absolutely. It's amazing how they got that to work together with all the guitars. Like everything's going fast and those drums are just nuts. Is that so, a good description of metal nuts? It is. I remember them playing the song live. Oh yeah, specifically this song. You have good memory because man, I I remember 
Jack squat. I remember them like, do you guys want us to play this or walk on? And we're like, walk on! Yeah. <laughs> they played walk on. <laughs> yeah, and um, we're like, yes! <laughs> that's pretty, that's cool, you know? And yeah. it's just, uh, the, the idea that bands, like, can just be like, well, what do you want us to play? You know, obviously they had it practiced so they could pull it out, but like. You no, know, Disciple did that on Sunday. Did they? I mean, did you know the songs they were saying? I did. It was a song from like 2000. This is a long time ago, but they did it acoustic. Because they Ooh. didn't have the right guitars with the right stuff. Oh, yeah, stuff. Yeah, yeah. So that was interesting. I've never heard the song done that way. But anyway. Yeah, so Ranger. Not Walk On, which is a great song. And I thought Stephen Keach did it justice when he played it live. Yeah. But um, when they played Dog Like Vultures, I just specifically remember the tone of the guitar being the exact same in the recording. And it was like, this is really good production. Mm-hmm. Um, they did really well. And sometimes like bands aren't as good live as a recording. Cause there is yeah, in yeah. metalcore, especially production a lot. Yeah. Um, but man, they're, they're talented, talented, talented. You know, what bummed me out though. Like we, yeah, we saw them on their farewell tour, but it's like, Hey everyone, we're releasing this awesome album. It's our last yeah. one. We hope you like it. We're going to tour it once and be done. The band's breaking up. And it's like the album comes out and it's like, what even is music? Yeah. Like, <laughs> you can't do that to us. No other band ha- is making this. Like, and you know, it's like, it floored me. And then it's like, and the band's like, oh, we're, we're done. So come see us if we're coming to town. And it's like, unacceptable. <laughs> you can't put this out. And then just call it quits. Like they called it quits before it released. It's like two weeks to go and we're calling it quits. And it's like, this is our farewell tour. RIP. And there was no like furnace fest, like happening at like in that capacity of reunion shows. Yeah. We were like, it's done. They're never coming back. Now it's like, you're not anyone can come back. (laughs) Yeah. There's no, there's no, there's no end of a band. Yeah. You can get together for one show if yeah. the price is right. Yep. And then you're not going to get together for one show. You're going to, you've been practicing, so you might as well do five. <laughs> then, you know, haste the day, take notes. You might as well release another album. Then you might as well do an album. I mean, they did a Kickstarter album, right? Coward. I mean, it's not what I was hoping it would be. It was way different sound. And I think that's part of my displeasure with it at the time. But it's just, man, it's what we said at the beginning, though. They weren't going to put out another Attack of the Wolf King. Yeah. Especially when they got, like, everyone back together, in a sense. Yeah, yeah. And so it was a weird combination of both. And there were some songs that were sick, but... Yeah, I, I don't know. Uh, Dog Like Vultures, back to it. Uh, my favorite song is the song that comes on and automatically takes me back to your apartment when we're listening to this album. Just Ooh. brings me right back to that smelly old apartment you lived in. <laughs> Which one was that? That was the Bobby and Josiah, the the bachelor pad. Where like that bedroom was converted into like (laughs) entertainment room with like TVs and Xboxes and couches. You guys are the only weirdos that would put all of your beds in the same room. So you could have. When I lived in the dorms, that's how it was. Four dudes in one room sleeping. (laughs) And then it's like all the other rooms were like, you know, there's the common room. Everyone has their own study room. And then there's like a living room and a kitchen. But. Sounds like torture. Uh, I grew up but with my brother time, sharing a room. It. I think I've never slept in a room by myself. 
Wow. Can Impressive. I do it? I don't know. Probably. <laughs> you could do it, Gary. I take naps all the time. Yeah. Yeah, anyway, no, I, I remember anyway. that, dude. Like, I remember listening to this album and, like, you know, me and you, like, we're digging it so hard and, like, our friends that just weren't. Can you guys turn that down? Yeah. We're, like, playing it. Like, this is so good, you know? And they're like, put on Reliant K. Come on. Or whatever yeah. else mm-hmm. it was at that time. But, yeah, yeah. dude, this Need was... Need to Breathe came out it. at the time. So everyone's, like, all into that. That's disgusting. Yeah. I'm just kidding. I like Need to Breathe, sort of. I actually like Need to Breathe. And I like I know, them a lot. I know you do, and I forgive you for that. I'll take them over Swifty any day. <laughs> Shall we move on to our next song? Yeah, so the third song, Travesty. travesty yeah it was the single i think that came out uh it was and i remember i heard it on myspace <laughs> and i remember being like musically like oh this is gonna be a soft album yeah like i was kind of nervous um the guitar work was really cool uh and the screaming was cool in the verses but like when the choruses come in and like the way it starts, it just, it was so peaceful and it's calming. And I, I just, I was worried like, oh no, hey, today's going soft. Like all the metalcore bands do that. Yeah. Why do they do that? You know, but it's totally wrong. Listening to it now and later, uh, it's one of my favorite songs on the album. Uh, and I, it's, the song is basically from the sheep's perspective, yeah. uh, a praise song to the lions for protecting them. Yep. Like, you're awesome, you know. Um, uh, my favorite line, I won't get to my favorite part, but I love when he says, Oh, make way, for I am not the Redeemer, nor yeah. do the mountains fall in my name. This is the sheep saying it. But with the slightest cry, my hunter, you, you will fail to reach your prey. Like, all the sheep has to do is go like, Help. And boom, the lion's there. That's it. Like, that's all it takes. Uh, I love that imagery and the the thought of that. Yeah, I think for me, lyrically, this is like, lyrically one of my favorite songs on the album. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And I think I agree 100% with your musical takes. Cool guitar work. It's soothing. Not the heaviest. There's some heavy parts, but it's not the heaviest song. Um, But lyrically, just, you, you can't ever overdo the theme of God's grace, right? This picture of like, it's nothing that we do. 
you are you do everything you cover all of our sin the darkest parts of me you cover right yep yep um and it's just it's a good reminder for all of us yeah you know and i think i think sometimes it's it's what we need to hear right there's times where the song comes on i'm like oh man i'm just belting out the chorus and just singing it because i feel that exact same way it's a great worship song Yeah. yeah we are the sheep right and man yeah there's some heavy pieces to this when you just put it into perspective as you and so lyrically like the song is is awesome really cool yeah so my favorite part of this song not my favorite line Although it kind of is my favorite line too, but uh, th- so there's this random part. The it's like right at the end of a chorus or something, and it's like this acoustic guitar shows up. Yeah, and they like pick at it for like three seconds, and then the electric guitar comes back in. Uh, but it kicks off the best part of the song, where he says, "I see the hand, the hand that writes it all. You've called the wind to show its worth. You've called the sun to brag about its warmth, like." And the way he sings that and belts that out, like, it just stands out so much. Like, if you're just listening to background as background song, like, when that part comes on, you'll be like, oh, that part gets your attention. It makes yeah. you pay attention to what you're listening to. Uh, and I love that. And I love that he calls him the writer, uh, the soul of the world, you know. This is your overtly Christian song, right? So, Oh, yeah. I guess this is where it comes back to, like, if you're not a Christian and you listen to this, you might be like, you are the writer. Yeah, one of the reviews was, like, <laughs> talking about, like, uh, you know, they, they put their their God on a pedestal, which I politely refuse. <laughs> <laughs> Something like that. And I'm like, at least they're being nice about it. Like, yeah. And why are they reviewing a Christian metalcore band when they're not? Anyway. Yeah. See, okay, so this is interesting. I've been thinking about this lately. Like, I'm not sure there's, like, Obviously, there's a difference, like between music that glorifies God and music that doesn't glorify God. But like this idea of like other music doesn't push what they think, though. You know, like I think we come from this lens of like here's what we believe the Christian stuff we consume that. But even the secular stuff, like even if it's not religious, like there is a pedestal, something they're putting on a pedestal, and their beliefs, whatever it is, you know, mm-hmm. political or um, you know, social justice or whatever they're screaming about. Yeah, sharing their life experience. Their and so there is always and... like this is what we believe. There, there's something they're angry or passionate about. Enough right? to choose to be a musician for a living and sing about that. Yeah. yeah. And so this idea of like when you come across a Christian doing the same thing to automatically write it off like seems so wild because everyone's doing that just in their own perspective. But, you know, Christians are the same way. Like, yes. Like, we're like, oh, we love the message that Christian musicians are, to use a word, peddling, right? Yeah. They're like selling this message of Christ. And we like that message. We approve it. But when another band is like pushing a message of corrupt governments or sure. not God, right? Right. Or, you know, F the police. Like, yeah. you know, we're immediately you like, oh, not their message. Like, why can't everyone sing about God? Like, they're saying the same yeah. thing. Why are you guys singing about Jesus? Right. Like, we should all be singing about the corrupt government. Like, it's like a, a two-sided thing, and everyone's like, oh, I don't like their message, so I refuse to listen to it. And it's like, aren't you doing the same thing? <laughs> yes. Aren't your favorite bands doing the same thing? But that's it, it's, it's a good point. I think we can all be more gracious, right, towards it. Like, 
I think ultimately, like, even taking away, like, some of these, like, themes in here, like, grace, man. Grace is everything. And we should be looked at as gracious people, not, like, angry people. And sometimes I think we're looked at as, like, angry people. I don't know. For Today had some pretty angry songs. Repent or perish. But how many people, like, listen to them? Well, I mean, we know. We saw them. When Maddie would preach, they'd be like, peace, or whatever. Yeah, yeah. the mosh pit would just switch. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. So, but even that, like, listening to, we we talk about Labeled too much, but we listened to the uh, Ryan Latrue episode of Labeled. And just, like, the idea of, like, even some of their stuff. They're not super like, man, I wish we would have said something different or whatever. Like there's just, everyone should have more grace for everybody for sure. I think every band is like that. Like even under oath is like, we refuse to play most of these songs from this album because it's cringe to us. Like, <laughs> yeah. You know, that and that's, it doesn't necessarily about Jesus or anything. It's probably just, they were at a moment in their life where they wrote these lyrics and to them, it means something way different than their fans. Yeah. Right. And I get it. Like I make, I'm in this podcast with this dude named Tyler. I don't know if you've heard of us, but, uh, you know, sometimes we put out episodes and like, I listen to us while we're editing and I'm like, no, I sound so dumb. Why am I talking like that? And then, you know, my friend Tyler's like, it's it's fine. It's good. It's whatever, but just do it. We put it out and I can't listen to it. Like, I don't want to listen to re-listen to me talk about stuff because i think it's just awkward and i wished i said things differently or i wished i didn't make that sound with my mouth or you know whatever but i'm the mouth sound guy dude (laughs) i I smack my lips dude (laughs) i i saved those uh those clips yeah we're not going to use that no i think i think there's some truth to that but like and then people listen to you gary or me or under oath or whoever like not put us on any of that stuff but like they listen and whatever sometimes they don't necessarily hear the mistake we thought we did or the cringe we thought we said they hear like something that actually impacts them right and that's like the most important part all right so no more on this song we will move on to the fourth song we picked the place where most deny Haste the Day was a hardcore band. We said sometimes they dabbled, uh-huh. right, back in Jimmy Ryan's era. If Haste the Day was a hardcore band, this is what they would sound like. Like, literally, like, the intro is just like... Like the first minute of it? Yeah, the first minute is literally like, let's throw down. This is this sounds like it's going to be hardcore, and it's heavy-toned, kind of chunky, 
there's not that guitar tone we were talking about yeah and it's not that higher singing it's all like angry dark angry going and it's just punchy you know um this isn't a song that like stood out to me back in the day but you chose to talk about this song for show and going back and listening to it i'm like oh my gosh this song is a hidden gem for me yeah, I remember I texted you and you're like, "Oh, that one, not white as snow." Yeah, that's exactly <laughs> like, what I did. What do you mean? <laughs> and I I don't know why it didn't I didn't like it before, but musically, this might be my favorite song musically on the album. Oh, just like how heavy and crunchy and different hmm. it is. It's different than kind of the rest of what we're gonna get. You know? Yeah. W- okay, so why did you why did you specifically choose this over? Why does snow or anything so else? So the reason I chose it is because I love the part where Micah Kennard from Oh Sleeper shows up. Yeah. Love that part and how the guitar work like changes to sound like Oh Sleeper. Like it totally sounds like like the whole band just stepped in for a minute. That scream talking, right? Kind of. Yeah. It reminds me of like what they did with the, you know, of a song from Children of Fire. Um, Absolutely. And I didn't even, re- I mean, I knew... Micah was on it, but I also didn't think about it. That makes sense. Oh, yeah, you kind of forget until you listen to it, and then you're like... And it 100% is a very yeah. O-sleepery. So I love this song. Uh, I loved it back then because it starts off very dark and angry and yeah. hard and, like, no melody, just, you know, punchy in your face for, like, two and a half minutes. Yep. And then it builds to this, like, much more calming and, like, encouraging happy song like musically not talking lyrics yet uh and i remember just at that time like going from that darkness heaviness to the lighter like i would get goosebumps listening to it because it's like dude this this song is telling me something but i don't know what it's saying um and that's why i chose it because i remember i loved it when it came out and the song always stuck out to me but um lyrically the song I think it's from the wolf's perspective yeah. at the first part. It basically saying like, we got you. There's no way out. There's no one to help you. And the song's called the place we're most denied because it's at the point of someone's life where things are looking hopeless. There is no help. And it's the, it's the point where most people deny Christ. They like lose their faith. They do it's whatever. Over, yeah. Right. They're like, mm, yeah, I, there's nothing here. Um, and which the outro is like, you know, where it gets all positive is, is, is very encouraging. It encourages us that if you're breathing in, in the place where most deny, you have the strength to make it back. And the metaphor in the song is to make it back like to the herd, to be part of the sheep again, because you're a yeah. lost sheep getting a, about to be destroyed by wolves that are surrounding you saying there's no hope. And that's what that dark, like aggressive part of the song is at the beginning is this like, the wolf like you know discouraging you getting in your head and saying you're not worth it yeah i think like lyrically that that idea of these sheep like and everyone says you know sheep are dumb whatever that's kind of like the thing but like this it's it's so real because how many times do we feel like we don't measure up like this sucks. I'm not the person I'm meant to be. All this. 
And those thoughts are really tough. And some people have it way tougher than Gary, you or me have. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Like to the nth degree that we could never even fathom. And for those people that are completely hopeless, God is still there. Yep. And Which there's there's a song later that will. Yeah. Oh, I guess we won't talk about it on this episode. Maybe we'll do some bonus content for it. But yeah, I mean, people definitely have harder lives than us, right? Uh, yeah. Uh, I really like one part about this song that I really like is so it's this part where like it kind of sounds like an Aaron Gillespie piece. Where he's like, you know, to make it back, to make it back in time. And then you have this, like, I don't know, like, this weird, like, electronic, like, beatboxing, like, thing going on in the background. It's like, you know, I don't know. I really like that. And it's, like, very peacefully kind of have, like, a key that's, like, making, like, random. It's probably a guitar just going, like, ding, 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 and, like, reverb on it and stuff. But that's my favorite part is, like, the dropout of that, right? And coming back up, and it's like a whole new song, and like way encouraging. Completely that. different. That's so yeah. funny. You say Aaron Gillespie. I didn't ever think of that until now. And you're so right. <laughs> that's so funny, dude. You, that's spot on. Well, Under Oath <laughs> was like the thing, but they were they were the, they were the target, and the almost was right around that too. Right? Yep. Like, yeah. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. All right, so let's talk about the next song then. Crush Resistance. Crush So I love this song. Uh, yeah. My favorite song on the album. Uh, when the album was released, when I got to this song, I was like, oh my gosh, this is my favorite song. Uh, oh, I just love okay. the way how it just jumps right in, yelling, crush the resistance. Mm-hmm. Um, little did I know back then that it's actually from the perspective of the Wolf King, and he's like encouraging his troops yeah, yeah. to <laughs> destroy the Christians. <laughs> and, uh tells them to it's clever wording you know like he tells them to devour the smallest of the pride of the lions right a pride of lions and he's like they they are weak with the need to forgive right like oh cover yourselves with the flesh of their fallen like literally wolf in sheep's clothing right kill the sheep put it on look like the sheep you know like uh so it's like this the whole song is like that kind of perspective but it's like the ultimate rebellion song though like uh, I I just love 
I love like the chorus thing that they do with like this when he yells like in the shadow of your hate and there's like that noodling guitar thing that's just like going nuts yeah. and uh, anyway it's just a super fun song super fast and you know they got group shouts they got audio cutting out with just guitars going like right it's just it's a fun high energy uh, yeah and uh, like just like that outro like that breakdown that they do at the end like from beginning to end this is my jam like, it's a jam it is for sure I love it what are your thoughts? Lyrically, you get a peek like into the Empire, you know, like Star Wars reference. Like you get like, you see them like getting ready, right, and mm-hmm. them being sent out to go crush this resistance. Yep. That's what I thought, like immediately. Um, but musically, and I might take back what I said at the beginning, like to show "Wake Up the Sun" as like, here's what metalcore is. It actually is probably this entire song. Yeah. You just show this, this like this is the definition of what metalcore is. It has all the pieces of it, you know, like super fun, like noodly guitars, like you said, yeah. um, jumps right in. There's a breakdown and, you know, it's it's fun. It's a it's a jam. It is. Yeah. I like when so when the second chorus goes, it's kind of a second chorus. It's just like the first part. But when he yells in the shadow of your hate and they do that fun guitar thing. Yeah. And then, the on you know, the bridge out or whatever, it goes faster even fa- yes yeah 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 it's like what is happening like you know yeah. and that's the technicality this is this is like phineas you know yeah this is where those like those merge of like that's that's where it clicked in my mind is like oh phineas is crush the resistance like there's very similar guitar work you know um going on the speed the technicality yeah um it's it's really cool and it sh- it, it shows that like the guitarists in attack of the wolf king lineup are good guitarists yeah and like why why didn't they go on to do more things i know like you think what are they, they would. doing like you know there's probably a reason they called it quits though like and i'm sure we could try to find that and dive deep and there's families and there's growing yeah, up and yeah all the that band stuff called it quits after you spent all that time recording it and you're like ah, I'm, I'm done Word. i don't know so this song, like musically, like with the technicality of it, reminds me of "Holy Coward" by Phineas on their new one. Absolutely. It, actually, Absolutely. it's the other way around. Like "Holy Coward" reminds yeah. me. Yes. Uh, just because of how it gets so ruthless and stuff, but uh, and I, I so there's a lot of like lyrical stuff in here that's really cool. I like how he tells them, you know, he the Wolf King's like as it as it's turning into night, as I send you out into the shadow, lurk the woods in every dark place. He's like. Yeah sending his wolves out into the world to like be everywhere which is totally like the world to christians right yeah there's wolves behind every corner there's bad things everywhere and it's like we have to have our eyes open we got to be paying attention but uh and i like the way that the song like it it blends it meshes perfectly into the next song which we're not going to talk about um which is like the sheep's perspective of i think it's the sheep's perspective if it's that song of like they're coming. We're yeah. gonna die. Yep. Uh, but yeah, great song. Uh, and I think it, I think it is my favorite on the album. It's it is good, and I think when you when you look and put it into this perspective of the Wolf King, or or, or I just said Wolf, Wolf, the Wolf King, wolf, wolf, wolf. the Wolf King, right? This this idea, and it's like 
you C.S. Lewis screw tape letters, like, we're purposefully trying to get them to sin. We're trying to get them to mess up. They want to, right? Like, it's going to happen. We just have to be in the right spot. We got to be ready to pounce and stop this uprising. Um, it, it is. It's like the world we live in today, you know? Um, there's a lot of stuff that we look at. And if you open up whatever news page on your computer or Twitter, Social you're going to find anything. Yeah. It's just like the corruption and terrible things that are happening, you know? Yeah. And just gets me frustrated, right? Like, just na- like every time, every week, there's a mass shooting where kids freaking die, or whatever, you know. Mm-hmm. And it's so irritating and angry, and just ma- fills me full of like this rage. And it's like that's it, man. That's like the same thing that they're talking about is there's evil out there. Yep. <sighs> What's crazy too is that like. Like, so these lyrics, they're not wrong. Like, it says, for they are weak and unknowing. Like, for sure. Yeah. I'll even say, Christian, a lot of us are dumb. Like, yeah. But that's why that song about the lions showing up and being our protector. Like, right. we need a protector. If you don't have that lion protecting you, you are literally fodder to the wolves. Yeah. And so many times when these things we see, this darkness, you know, we see we grapple to something else. We're like, oh, this mm-hmm. is what's going to save me. Oh, this is what's going to save me. And it's like, no, you know? And I think that is a huge issue for the, in the church today. Like, the people in the church are grabbing everything except for Jesus. Yeah. Right? Yeah. There's, there's every, the thing that's going to save them is being preached every Sunday, but they're reaching for every other worldly thing on both sides of politics, you know? Yeah. It's like, man... But that's part of it, though. That's that's what this album, like, it kind of hints at, right? Like, yep. Gosh. Yeah, great song, though. So uh, should we move on to our last song we picked? The last one. It's gone by so fast. Even though it's technically only like a minute long. <laughs> yeah. Well, we, we might do some bonus content, so get that on Patreon for people. So last song, My Name is Darkness. So I thought you were going to pick White as Snow. 
in your three picks. You know what Gary and I do? He usually picks three. I pick three, except for like Meadows. I feel like I picked all six. I think I think you did. I was like, yeah. I'll do I'll do any. Just pick them. <laughs> but um, we usually pick three each, and so I was like, I'm going to like I was trying to be smart. I was like, I'm not going to pick that one because mm-hmm. I know Gary's <laughs> going to pick that one. Well, little do you know, I don't like white as snow. No. Oh. Wow. Yeah, well, and now I know. We'll talk it, about it later. This backfired on me. And anyway, so we pick My Name is Darkness, and I still really, really love this song. It is a great end to an album. The first however many seconds, you're just waiting. Yeah. Like, yeah. what's the what's going to happen? You know? And then it just explodes with grace. And if there's ever like lyrics that are just like that you can start something with, like with grace, is huge. Like mm-hmm. for the Christian, for the believer in Jesus, it's awesome. Uh, and so I, I enjoy this song a lot. I made a, do you remember the uh, reel I made a while back with this? Really? It was this song? Yeah. Yeah, it, it was, was like the uh, Coco. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The the, the picture kid. frame. He's looking at this old photo of Haste today and putting it back together. <laughs> yeah. And right when it got put back together, it said, Wet Wet Grace. Yeah, 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 yeah. That was a good uh, one. That was clever. That's good. Yeah, so, okay. So what do you like about this song? So I like I like that the song is a song of, like, redemption. Uh and uh, you know the ending line where he says my name is darkness and i have uncloaked my face to the light and i believe uh based on the previous song that it's like one of the wolf king's men who is singing this Hmm. um because they've suffered and struggled so much under the wolf king all there is is misery uh and so he's like looking for something else and the the lion speaks to him in the previous song and this is kind of like the response of like you know uh of him finding the light of him finding the sun that has finally come up um but yeah i i mean it's great i really wished it was longer because really you take a minute out it's a minute 20 song of just like the whole song is just building and building and building and it's like you know vocally he's getting higher and angrier and louder and then like the last 20 seconds is like this little climax it's like a dip of just like you know choke 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 done and it's like that's how you end the album but like like, it's the lyrics that end it you know like this whole time you know i didn't think of it as his men i thought this is like the redemption of the wolf king like and it might be the wolf king that he's talking i don't actually i don't think it is the wolf king he's talking about but like okay so even if it whatever it's the it's one of his men. It's these people that were in charge of taking down these sheep. Yeah. Right. Even those people can see the grace of God. Every knee shall bow. Right. Nothing you do can mm-hmm. even come close. And it's like it's it's powerful, right? He's he takes his shows his face to the light, uncloaks his face. He was darkness. His name is darkness. That's what he was. And it's now revealed. So this is a redemption song. You know, it's like the end. Like there's no there's no winning. The, the Wolf King can never win. Mm-hmm. Right? Like, you know, there, people always talk about like this battle. Like, uh, like 
that's what I thought when I was a kid. Like, oh man, like who's gonna win this thing? Like, sure hope God pulls it Got off. Got the devil on one shoulder and an angel on the other shoulder. Just like a UFC, you know, cage match going on. Like eventually someone's got to be the winner. You know, but that's not even close to what's biblically right. Biblically, like God's God's one. God is all powerful, and it's over. And we can take absolute assurance in that as the sheep that we are protected. And those wolves that are out there, they also fall under the dominion of God. Yeah, well, they're they're useless against these lions to stick with the metal floor. And, like, it's it's the sheep that aren't protected that are in danger. Yeah. Yeah. I love how this song, like, the way it ends... It just ties into the next song really good on the deluxe edition. Meet me halfway. Meet me halfway. <laughs> Ooh, I can't go back. That's pretty good. So, okay, we got to say this. I so, have to. Haste Today is one of the best, if not the best, cover bands of all time. I can only think of two cover songs they've ever me done. Me too, and they're the legit. <laughs> right, they did the Goo Goo Dolls. Yeah, long way down. Which long way down? Yeah. Which my buddy thought was the original version. That's how did to it. Growing was. up in a home where I wasn't allowed to listen to secular music, I thought it was the original. When he saw me, he's like, "Dude!" And then I heard Goo Goo Dolls. I'm like, "Copycats! They stole their song." <laughs> he's like, "Hey, today, long way down, dude. That goes so hard, you know, or whatever." Yeah. I'm like, "I think that's Goo Goo Dolls." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but Excellent yeah, cover. Yeah, and this like you're covering, you're a metalcore band. Covering Black Eyed Peas. Yeah. I feel like they recorded this as a joke and it was just so good. They just stuck with it. Like it's so good. Like and the people that haven't heard it, like I always like recommend this. Like you go listen to it and tell me it's not better than the original. Oh, hundred percent better than the original. And uh, like objectively. Like you can't like listen. Even if you don't like metalcore, you can't like I be think like, if you heard that and you didn't know there was an original, you'd be like, What on earth is this song? Why are they singing yeah. like that? Like, why are they doing that? Right? But it's a cover. <laughs> so and good. I believe we played it at my wedding. Dude, we did. Oh, we. You did. <laughs> you and I played it. <laughs> you did. It was after. When we were, after we kissed and walked down the aisle. I'm pretty sure it was like you're like bailing out to it. Meet me halfway. Right at the borderline. That. Yeah, dude. That was good. I'm not singing that, but. <clears throat> yeah. Yeah, good times. Good song. We're not talking about that song today, though. No, 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 no. But yeah, uh, great end to an album. Uh, well, I love in this. our minds, it's the end of Haste the Day when so, it came out. We're like, this is it. It was the last song they put out. Gosh. Yeah, it's a great album. I, where do you rank it in your ranking of Haste the Day albums? How un, Even though mm. that's super unfair, where does this rank? Uh, top of my head, probably three. Burning Bridges is ahead of falls. it. And then this. Same. I thought you were a huge, uh, gosh, Dreamer? escaping my mind. Dreamer fan. I love Dreamer. I love Dreamer. I love Pressure of the Hinges. I, I love their first EP. Like it, It's like I like all of them. They're all really high quality in my opinion, top yeah. tier. And so to be like, you know, sort them. It's like, oh, this one's number five. And it's like, you don't like it? No, I love yeah. it. It's amazing. It's just the fifth one. 
Like, it was cool talking to uh, Sean and Chris from the Kingdom Core podcast kind of about Haste Today. Yeah. Their perspective, and they're a little bit younger than us, right? Their perspective was like, or at least um, Sean's, was Attack the Wolf King, number one. Just awesome. Favorite mm-hmm. album. Yeah. And it might just be because, like, we're a little bit older. Like, we were sort of in high school, middle school when when Everything Falls came out, right? Like, Yeah. yeah. So I remember listening to When Everything Falls in the car on the way home from the Christian bookstore. My mom and dad were there, my brother and my sister, we were all there. And I bought it because I saw Solid State, and I'm like, oh, what is this? It has to be good. Yeah. Right? It's got the girl sitting on the field of flowers, right? And told my dad to play it. And, like, probably every 10 seconds into a song, my mom's like, skip that. <laughs> next. Next. Why? Just because like, there's too much My mom does not do any screaming, any kind of harsh guitars, like... And but Jimmy I remember Ryan the whole the whole too. trip trip home like every ten seconds I was like I can't wait to finish that song <laughs> I can't wait to finish that song <laughs> like so I just got like a ten second sampler of that on the way home but that's funny yeah, she yeah. obviously pulled it out and was like we're not listening to the other one which we bought Burning Bridges too so which is even more raw yeah yeah <laughs> dude that's cool yeah. So I don't know. I think I think for me too. I think this is like it goes for me. Burning bridges when everything falls, and then attack of the wolf king. Did we just become best friends? Yeah, I think so. Yeah. So anyway, um, conclusion. Amazing album. I think it stands up really well to the test of time. Um, if you've never heard Haste the Day, or you're going to Furnace Fest and you want to get a taste, and you chose, hey, let's listen to a podcast about it, and you chose us. Well, well, gosh, thanks. Yeah. Um, uh, what Tyler and I are probably going to do is we're going to do a bonus episode with the other songs that we didn't talk about on this episode, and we're going to put them on our Patreon as just like we're just going to talk about each song back to back as like a little bonus episode. I think, so if you're, I think, if you're a patron, there's bonus. Yeah, and I think like we've kind of decided we're going to try to revamp our Patreon because like we love our patrons. They They give us money so we can have this software to record on. We can have yeah. microphones. We can keep doing this. And, like, it's awesome. It's it's great. And so they deserve more than what we're giving. Yeah, so we're gonna yeah. Kinda they're always checking it. up on us and yeah, you know, motivating us. So, so we're going to revamp a little bit and, you know, try to drop some bonus episodes and some other cool content. So if that interests you and you want to buy us some coffee or keep us going, then become a patron. Yep. Follow us on our social media. Instagram, Facebook, look at our hilarious reels and stuff. Um, join join our Discord. Discord. Talk to like-minded folks every day. Thanks for listening. See ya. Thank you for listening.